0: Hello and welcome. I hope you're having a chance time or a happy chance time day. I think that's what we say. I don't know why it's so hard to say that I get it wrong every time too. (laughs) It's so hard to remember. But anyway,
1: so that works well.
0: (laughs) I hope you're having a happy chance time day is what I meant to say and what I always said. Uh, This is chance time. It's a podcast about video games. I am Paul Bills and with me is Ryan Speakman. Hello hello and also with us is curtis hello
1: hi my day has been very chance time
0: uh, curtis I'm, hasn't been... I'm sorry
2: that paul and i have an inside joke that you'll never get but it just happened <laughs> right before your ears that's
1: okay i'm assuming you're talking to me but you always might be talking to people who are listening to this podcast and i think it's true for both of us all of us There's at least more than one
0: other person that listens to this. Well, and there's Steve. And Steve, that's right. He'll figure out that mute button eventually.
1: (laughs) Maybe he just needs a new mouse.
2: (laughs) The classic solution to mute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just can't click on it because
0: the mouse doesn't work. I don't know. Listen, Steve's smart. We don't need to tell Steve what to do. Steve will figure it out. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, so if this is your first time listening, good luck with that.
2: (laughs) Hit the skip fifteen seconds button a few more times and then you'll you'll get to the the actual video game stuff.
1: (laughs) I do wonder what it'd be like if this podcast like does take off. And in a few years someone finds our podcast and like, wow, you got a good listener base and a lot of good reviews. I'm gonna start from the beginning. Or like they started this episode randomly, and I'm like who is what is going on? <laughs> who is Steve? What about all these Bergs? What?
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, by the time they are listening, that wiki is is up and running, and they can go check that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't know who Mike
2: Struckerberg is? <laughs> famous billionaire.
0: <laughs> Most famous, famous billionaires billion. in America. Mike Struckerberg.
2: I question for all of you. What is the largest puzzle you guys have ever done? Amount of pieces we're talking.
0: Uh, No, it's not high for me. I have witnessed many a puzzle and like semi contributed. My sister was really into puzzles, but I don't think I've sat down myself and done anything more than 100 pieces.
2: Now that can't be true.
0: I like at least five hundred, right?
2: Yeah, you have to at least done five hundred.
1: I wanted maybe Uh, I don't know a thousand, but I don't know if I've actually done it.
0: I, I honest? Yeah, go ahead, Paul. I need to know. I I was saying I honestly don't think I personally have sat down and done like a a large puzzle uh, ever.
2: That is surprising to to me i I would count it if you did a lot of work on someone who's with someone who started the puzzle, yeah, like if Maybe, you're sitting like... there for at least three <sighs> hours for a few days,
0: <laughs> I think it counts. I don't think I've done that. All right. well, so like my sister was very into puzzles to the point of she had this like large portfolio box thing so she could have multiple puzzles going at once and oh, she wow. could like close it up and transport them That's um yeah and so i'm sure i like looked at it and helped but also it was very important and i was you know the young the much younger brother so i think i was discouraged away from it you know to not ruin it
2: mm, yes that reminds me of several stories but i'm not going to get into them <laughs>
0: um but i i do feel the need to say that sister-in-law of the show terry bills former guest of the show is currently or at least last time i was at her house was working on a 3000 piece lord of the rings puzzle
1: wow wait how big
0: 3000
2: wow so that can segue perfectly Into what I have to say. I've done many thousand piece puzzles. Just one thousand. Right. But that's always been the highest amount of pieces I've gone to. And for Christmas, uh, my youngest brother, Trevor, bought me a three thousand piece puzzle. It's got Spider-Man and all of his villains on it. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but it takes up half of our kitchen table, uh, and that's the half that has the border done. Uh, the other half is all the pieces
0: <laughs> strewn
2: about on the table, uh, but it it's something like 32 inches by 45 inches. Like, it is a massive piece of space, and it has consumed my life it's very hard to do anything without walking by that table <laughs> and just start picking up pieces
0: and going to yeah, town. Just start looking at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, I'm sure I'll figure, I'm sure I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. And I mean, pu- puzzles is one of those things that, you know, it's, it's just the grind, right? It's it, it, you, you, so satisfying. You just put in the time. Yeah. You just put in the time and it will come together. It's
2: similar to completing the Pokedex. <laughs> It doesn't really take that much effort. You just have to do it and then you get it done. Um, but even my lovely wife, Charlotte, has been consumed by this puzzle and she doesn't normally do puzzles. Oh,
1: interesting. I feel like even people who don't do puzzles, if there's a puzzle, it's just sitting out.
0: Yeah. You know, they'll
1: do the I, same I, thing I where they'll walk with by, look at it, and be like, oh. And like at least pick up a few pieces in the ground.
2: I think addiction has set into both of us though. I think that's the difference (laughs) where I don't know. It just, we, we both sat there for a good amount of time and it's been great. Honestly, I've, I've really enjoyed the time with the puzzle.
0: You've invited it into your home. Now it will just continue to, to spread if we want to eat dinner at the table again, we've got to finish it soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See what the puzzle is doing to do you? <laughs> uh, you. If you need help, just ask.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I have seen like, I went to a toy store recently. I think it was red balloon, famous toy store in the area. It um, was awesome. And they, they had, A 42,000 piece puzzle there. Wait,
0: 42,000?
2: Yeah, I did not make a mistake when I said that. That is the amount of pieces. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of cheating where it's basically like 12, 3,000 piece puzzles with a border in between all of them.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: But it's like a Disney one where it takes a bunch of Disney scenes. Probably a Ravensburger.
0: Well, it sounds like it could be like literally every frame of a Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) At the end, you could take a magnifying glass and run across the room and watch the movie.
2: Let's see if I can find it for you guys. Uh, But we can. uh...
0: I just looked up and found there's a. 60,000-piece puzzle that claims to be the world's largest puzzle.
2: I mean, that is l-
0: larger. And it is $800. Man.
2: Yeah, this this one is like 700
0: Oh, but this Ravensburger one also claims to be the world's largest puzzle. So who do we believe?
2: Maybe they got to update their... Uh, I mean... One could be claiming most pieces while the other could be claiming um, the amount of yeah, size it footprints. takes up, but I doubt it, honestly.
0: Oh my gosh. In this promotional picture for this Ravensburger puzzle, these women are throwing the pieces into the air. <laughs> and I would you, I'm, I'm, I'm getting You're like outside, physically stressed outdoors,
1: like, on it. a cobblestone street. Like what are they doing?
0: They must have bought another puzzle to be able to do that. Yeah, it looks like the puzzle underneath them is complete. So these might just be celebratory garbage pieces that don't actually go to a puzzle. Then why are they throwing garbage? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: They should create a puzzle that is made out of bird food and you have to do it outside, and that's part of the challenge is keeping the birds away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do it fast
0: enough.
1: (laughs) Did you see how much it weighs, though? (laughs) It's The box, you get it, it it's 44 pounds. (laughs) 44
2: pounds. (laughs) Nearly
1: 140 square feet. It's 22.3 feet wide and 6.2 feet tall. Or tall.
2: That's so crazy. Whatever,
1: yeah. Is our Estimated goal still made a completion time about six hundred hours?
2: Is our goal still to have this episode be an hour oh, long? This is the
0: episode now. <laughs> I, there's no other topic. <laughs> uh, I can't. I do want to say. Oh man, okay, I want to say one more thing about this promotional image that I know people can't see, but uh, these women it. are are uh, sitting on this puzzle, like outside in a public place and the puzzle is completed underneath them how is this image possible did they seriously make this puzzle in like a public square no, they had to
1: have like <laughs> completed the puzzle then put it on a flatbed or something i don't know
0: <laughs> or, like,
1: rented a u-haul and like slid it into the bottom of the u-haul yeah. or whatever on the floor of it like and the, drove it the, out there there's, there's no, no way
0: the most- intrigued I've been by a promotional image in a long time (laughs) Uh,
2: I'm throwing the link in the discord chat
0: yeah good call
2: uh, so people who want to uh, check out these promotional images (laughs) can go ahead and do so Uh, link to join our discord is in the episode description
0: (laughs) all right all right. host us to back our podcast into about everything welcome to our podcast about puzzles <laughs> um brian was that your one thing are we counting that as your one thing or do you have a separate one thing i have <laughs> to
2: talk about our transaction this week
0: <laughs> all right let's do it let's dive into that go ahead Ryan.
2: so we've started one thing
0: uh yes welcome to mike Struckerberg's one thing this is a recurring segment on this show uh, if you're new, I again apologize. Perfect. In the One Thing segment, we talk about one thing that's usually related to games, but not strictly related to games. All right, go ahead, Ryan. So
2: I, you guys have talked about this subject so much on the podcast that for the most part, I'm going to refer back to Paul's episode that we did. I don't remember what it's called, but if you go back, there's an episode where Paul reviews the Steam Deck. Yes. Last episode, it was revealed that Paul didn't want his Steam Deck anymore, and that I would be buying his Steam Deck from him. And so, I now own a Steam
0: Deck. Uh, you now we... own the same Steam Deck that yes. I owned and reviewed. <laughs>
2: Paul did restore it to factory
0: settings. I did. Because that's Uh, what a decent person does when they sell a piece of technology.
2: Yes. And I did appreciate that because I probably would have done it if he didn't. Um, And my thoughts are basically the same as most people. Uh, It is cool. I have been enjoying my usage out of it. Uh, they, I downloaded four games onto it and have already uninstalled one. I'll get to that in a second. Um, well, I'll talk about the ones that I have installed right now first. Vampire Survivors, which is the Steam Deck staple. Right. Uh, just to have it on there, I I do have one more secret character to unlock in that game. And so... I, I might do that at some point. Uh Hi-Fi Rush, which we will talk about, and I'm sure Curtis will dedicate most of his one thing to. Uh, which is a, a really cool game. And I have particularly been enjoying that on the Steam Deck. Works really well. Um put it on some headphones. And oh. it's a great time. That sounds real nice yeah um and then i also installed a game that warned me it might not be the most compatible but it technically works uh just to see what it did and, and a game i've been wanting to semi get back into for a while uh force horizon zero dawn <laughs> <laughs>
1: you say Forza Horizon Zero Dawn?
2: You know, the same one, number four. Nice. Um, I couldn't remember Microsoft the name of want it. You
0: know. is no, it, that's it. Is it Forza Horizon 4?
2: Yes. Forza yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn 4. Um, we good in West. Yeah, and it works great on the Steam Deck, despite it telling me that it might have some issues. Um, and yeah, it's basically a switch that's a little better. Uh, there, there were some, some downsides I noticed that I'm a million people have already talked about as well. Uh, battery goes by pretty fast, especially hi-fi rush, maybe get an hour and a half. Yeah. Of play that's time about what I that. get.
1: Yeah. I did crank up the settings on it too, but. Still, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um and loud fan. That's the
1: other thing. That's why you use headphones.
2: That's true. Uh but when I'm playing it in bed and the heater has caught up to the temperature we want it at. It is pretty loud.
1: <laughs> um Do you ever just let the fan blow on your face? That's a
0: normal thing to do. Uh
2: what? It is, because I have done that.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. I love just the declaration of that's a normal thing to do <laughs> Just immediately. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start calling that out when I ask questions.
1: Is that the normal thing to do?
0: Also
2: important to note that this is the 512 gigabyte one with the special anti-glare screen. And... Yeah. Yeah. But it, it weighs more than a Switch, but feels pretty good. Still pretty light compared to what you would think. Um, I do have two things that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, and I don't think you guys have talked about at all. Number one, the fourth game I installed. Aperture Desk Job. The game that you're supposed to play first on your Steam Deck. I had it on there and
0: never opened it. Yep.
2: I and Mm. you know, you really don't have to install it. (laughs) It literally is just like a game to make sure all your buttons work on the Steam Deck. It's pretty funny. Like it's got a like it's like basically an episode of TV. Where okay. the writing's not bad. Like, it's got some good jokes. Like, if you were a kid getting a Steam Deck, this would be a memorable experience. Right. Um, But it's not really a game. Like, you do a few things with the buttons, but it's mostly a long movie to say, like, press this button and see what it does. And that's pretty much it. But funny.
0: Isn't it? That- isn't that, like, really well-reviewed? I guess. <laughs> I, I remember it having, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews.
2: I mean, it's free. You you uh, also don't have to play it on the Steam Deck. But there are parts where you use the trackpad, so I wonder if you just use a mouse uh, or something.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I just looked it up on Steam. 95% overwhelmingly positive.
2: Yeah. for For a free game... It's well-written sure. and has a lot of funny jokes in it. Right. But, it, like, you don't need to install it. <laughs> Unless you want to kill some time and see if your buttons work. Um, and that is the game I uninstalled. Uh, the other thing is I ordered a little extra something that came today. Called the Steam Deck Docking Station. Ooh. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this thing. Yeah. Uh, I have had issues with it. But it is not the docking station's fault. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's pretty comparable to a Switch dock in terms of the quality it outputs to the TV, where it looks good if you're a normal person who has a normal distance from your TV, but the closer you get, you start to notice oh, things look a little fuzzier than you would want them to, which is pretty much the same on the Switch in my experience. the it's a lot smaller than a Switch dock. And one of the nice things they did is it's basically a kickstand and has like a wire that you plug into the top as to avoid scratching. Um, and even though they improved the OLED dock, I've already scratched my Switch up by putting it in that thing. And this one avoids that problem. I don't know if it's a better solution to have a flimsy wire to plug into uh, the Steam Deck, but it it works similarly where one cord goes in and then you plug in your HDMI, you plug in your Ethernet. Um, A little pricey for what you get except for the fact it comes with another charging cable and so that probably is what cranks the price up and if you want to play it on the TV it's a solid option the problem I was having was my Xbox Series X controller has been having issues with Bluetooth recently or even on my computer It'll just disconnect randomly. And so I was having a similar problem where my controller would disconnect from the Steam Deck randomly, and uh, that would also freeze up the game that I was playing, in the sense that the game wasn't frozen, but it wouldn't even when I unplugged the Steam Deck from the docking station, it wouldn't default back to the Steam Deck's controller unless I exited out of the game and quit it. Um, and so that that was kind of a weird issue on the Steam Deck's end, but it was caused by whatever's happening with my controller. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it will be... The fact that I have every Jackbox game on Steam. That will be a huge help. Plugging the Steam Deck in. Yeah,
0: yeah that'll be nice. And,
2: yeah, and I, I'm sure. I, I don't think I will be playing higher end games on the TV via Steam Deck. That's what my PlayStation's for, but I do think some goofy multiplayer games that I already have on Steam.
0: The docking station will be good for that. It's a great opportunity, yeah.
2: Anyways, that's kind of my thought process. I didn't have tons of time to play this week, and when I did, I spent a good portion on that puzzle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: But yeah, Hi-Fi Rush has been great, and I really, really have been enjoying it specifically on the steam deck. So
1: there you go. Have you tried it on your dock? Uh
2: That was what I was testing it on today. And it looks great, but the closer you get the fuzz, it, it looks better on the steam deck screen. Right. I'm just curious. And- to yeah.
0: Well, that could lead into, into Curtis is Hi Fi Rush your one thing or do you have a separate one thing?
1: Yeah, no, it's Hi Fi Rush because that's all I'm playing. Oh,
0: okay, let's go for it. Dive in there.
1: Yeah, no, it's very good. Um,
0: <clears throat>
1: like, it's one of those games that just running around and doing something without even progressing anything is just satisfying. I don't know about you, Ryan, but like even breaking crates, I have to do the whole combo like every time <laughs> <laughs> just because it's so satisfying to do it. Um, here, I'll, I'll back up real quick. First of all, um, Hi Fi Rush is like, I don't know, like a Bayonetta or Devil May Cry type of game, but with rhythm. So everything and literally everything in the game is set to the beat of the music that's playing. And so, all your combos and everything are in sync with the music. And so, you you can unlock new combos and everything. And fights, you have like a little grade and you got a combo meter going and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. And it's uh, kind of like a jet set radio vibe to it. And like punk rock. Is that how would you describe it, Ryan?
2: Yeah, I think that nails it. Like a yeah, cel-shaded but with attitude.
1: It's not like I don't know. Rude attitude, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's very silly, like some of the jokes aren't even like they're just just fun little jokes that aren't super complicated or anything. They're not like over mature or anything have you done the track i think the fourth level
2: i will reveal to you now i have played through the first level and then i had to quit in the middle of the second level and i think it's going to make me start from the beginning again gotcha
1: (laughs) um oh yeah there's a joke about a gift basket and it just cracked me up (laughs) it was such a dumb little joke (laughs) i was The humor is great uh, in this game. It's good. Like it's, yeah, it's such a fun little, just charming sense of humor.
2: I, I feel like it's on, it's not as funny cause it's not like a movie, but it, it's like similar to like spider verse humor or like a good kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good animated film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I guess it's just like, just good, clean, fun humor, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just a good time. The cutscenes are really fun too, because it'll change from like the cell-shaded in-game graphics to like a 2D animated look. But like something will happen and like in that frame of whatever happens happens or whatever. I don't know how to say that. Um but like that in that one frame it'll suddenly switch art styles without skipping a beat. Like <laughs> skipping a beat pun um, <laughs> like literally it just keeps going and suddenly you're in a new art style you're like oh that's cool and then suddenly another thing happens and now you're back in game no more cutscene it's over and it just all transitions perfectly it's wild um,
2: uh, I thought of the perfect analogy for the humor if you think Sokka and Avatar The Last Airbender is funny you will love this game
1: yeah <laughs> it's like a yes 100% that's basically the main
2: character. Uh-oh. I might have lost you guys. And that means people listening now, in. Oh, did we lose
1: Curtis? I can... No, I'm still here.
2: Oh, well, you got cut off halfway through whatever sentence you said.
1: Oh, I was just saying the main character, Chai, is basically Sokka. Oh, yeah. That's a good comparison. I like that a lot. Um, But yeah, no, I don't... I'm trying to think of like any complaints I have about it so far, and I wish I had unlocked the parry sooner. But that's just like part of the story. That's my really only complaint. <laughs> I think I keep getting taking hits and stuff in combat because I'm not I'm so used to playing Elden Ring for so long that I think iframes are a thing in this game, but you legit have to just get out of the way of attacks. You can't just dodge through them. So I kept getting hit by that, um, but once I got the parry, I've, the parry is a lot of fun to use in this because again everything's in beat with the music, so you see it coming and you just go with the beat. So I find the parry in this game to be a little easier to pull off than in other games. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. And oh, my other complaint about this game though is that I can't find all of the music for it on Spotify or anything, and that's a bummer because I just want to listen to it. Um, that's really it I guess I wish I could go back and play other levels I want to play the first level again now that I have a better handle on how the game works Um, yeah I guess that's all the complaints I have I don't want to like, talk about it too much because there's a chance that we'll talk about it more in the future together um, <laughs> but who knows that might not happen and if that doesn't happen I will talk about it more in the future because I don't know. I'm maybe, maybe halfway through the game is all. Um,
0: The point is one way or another, you're going to hear more about this game.
1: Yes. You'll hear more about it as I continue to play it. I will tell you more about it. It is very good. Um, I was wondering if all the hype around it was just because it was a shadow drop, you know, like they announced it and then it just released. And it also released for $30 instead of a full 60 or $70, um, which is probably the reason why I ended up getting it. If it had been a full-price game, I probably would have skipped out on it. Um, but the allure of a shadow drop and the price tag made me very interested. And then when I saw it, I was getting really good reviews just in general from all over the place. Made me finally just buy it. And I do not regret it. It's just... I'm smiling the whole time I play it. It's great.
2: It really also makes a difference when the other game I'm playing is the last of us, yeah, and <laughs> going in between the two is just such a stark difference in tone and I don't know it like it's it's great the one thing I did want to talk about, Curtis is I accidentally got an achievement on the first boss because i thought i was doing the right thing and it turns out i was doing the technically right thing but the thing that probably people didn't know you could do but there was like alternate ways to like defeat that boss mm. and in it, because i was only focusing on the boss's fists I kept doing like the kind of like ultra maneuver that kind of gets a bigger chunk of his health bar away. And I did okay. it, did it enough times not realizing I could hit his body. And that unlocked a secret like thing.
1: Oh, that. yeah. That first boss, I feel like that's one I, I want to go back and play just cause I feel like I didn't really grasp everything that was going on yet yeah and grasp the whole gameplay of doing everything in sync with the music yeah yeah so i was trying to split my brain between listening to the music and making sure i had the beat and also fighting the boss and that hadn't really meshed yet in my head so yeah i that was kind of not like rough but i could have done a lot better (laughs) they
2: they do a really good job of teaching you though
1: yeah and, and it, it doesn't f- ever feel like if you don't get the beat or anything like you're not gonna be able to play this game like if you're i don't know if you if you don't have the rhythm, um it's fine like you can still play this game and have a fun time with it. It's yeah. really good
2: they um, they also like explicitly tell you in the game many times like, hey, if you're not good at audio cues there's a thousand visual cues in this world that you can rely on. Yeah. And I, I really think that's cool too.
1: Yeah. And they included a little <clears throat> like bar that you can turn on and off whenever you want. That'll also visually show the beat the entire time. Um, that's yeah. cool. This is really good. Um, it, Yeah. Your point about it, like playing this with the last of us though, like it's, There's sometimes you just want a video game that's just just pure fun, you know? (laughs) Like, this game just oozes fun and joy and style in so many different ways. Um, It's just so much fun to play, man. There's something about playing a video game like that where it's just everything you do in it is fun. And they take a specific thing like, we're going to make an action combat game with rhythm, with music. And they just hone in on that and, like, nothing else and do such a good job in it. like. There's something about playing a game like that, you know. It's just so much fun. Hear, hear. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're on the fence about it, I would definitely recommend it. It's really, really, really good. I'm having a great time with it. Also, I've caught some anime references, so if you like anime, you'll probably catch some things there. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of references into things like that. I saw someone point out a... Shoot, what's the game? Then it was a movie... Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. I referenced from that movie and like the creator on Twitter, like confirmed it and stuff. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on in it.
0: So I just, can, I can so see cool. the, the, like there, there's some thematic ties, even just in what I know about this game to Scott Pilgrim, like the, the humor, I think, also kind of plays into it, and just the general, yeah, the like music and the silliness, and as you described it, yeah,
1: yeah. I also just like that when they sometimes they just do things, and it's a video game, so it's fine, and you don't really think about it, you know. That's kind of fun. They don't have a feel a big need to explain things constantly. In today's media landscape, I feel like that's kind of refreshing. Yeah. Know? Take like every once in a while. I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> I think it happens when you get an S during combat, like an S ranking, your little meter or whatever. But like his little scrap guitar that he's fighting with like turns into a real guitar for some reason. <laughs> Have you noticed that?
2: I only got one S. I I wasn't paying attention I to I finished that.
1: a fight and then I was like, wait, he has a real guitar now. What? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> And then the next fight, it wasn't there anymore, and I was really confused. And they don't, I don't think they ever explain it. I think it's just because you're doing really well in a fight, so he gets a real guitar.
2: I mean, it, it yeah. plays into his the fantasy tutorial land he sometimes is transported to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You probably got to that line where, uh, what's-her-name, Peppermint is concerned about him.
2: I can't no, remember. Maybe
1: that was a parry. It's pretty funny. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you go into the little tutorial and the announcer's talking to you and you learn a thing. And then you come back and she's like, it's like, Chai, are you okay? You just black out. I was like, ah, I don't know. Maybe, but check this out. <laughs> <Like> this. <laughs> He's not even worried. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just fun. I'm really enjoying it.
2: What a game. Hi-fi rush for those who lost track of what game we're talking
1: about
0: yeah it's a title that's weirdly difficult to remember
1: yeah i feel like it's kind of i don't know the title's maybe a little generic i guess i don't know hi-fi i i don't know i don't know there's something about it though that's difficult to remember but hi-fi rush there's not a lot of games like it right now it's fun to have a You could also get into the whole Xbox, PlayStation, how all the PlayStation games are these big, serious, story driven games. And then Xbox is like, here's this game about a guy who can make a guitar out of scrap metal and beats robots with it. It's fun. (laughs) But on Uh, the
2: other side, you could say, it might be another discussion. You could say, Xbox is also saying, hey, here's a game besides Halo you could play on the Xbox. (laughs)
1: True.
0: All the takes. Um, yeah, also, talk. if
1: you're Sony, you could be like, "Like we have so many more exclusive than Xbox. All they do are these little tiny indie games. But we don't care about console wars. Those aren't real.
0: Or if you're Sony, you could say, this sold three copies. Let's remake it for the next 10 years. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs>
2: Dang.
1: Did you see, though?
0: That... We hate
2: Sony and Xbox, by the way.
1: <laughs> did you see the news story though that on steam the hi-fi rush already outsold Forspoken?
2: i did see that and it makes yeah, sense to that me, kind of cracked me
1: up. yeah but it's like, all that marketing and stuff that forespoken had it might have been a cause to that's low sales but and then hi-fi rush yeah. just comes and drops out of nowhere and then everyone buys it it's kind of like
2: My favorite was the video game Donkey video that came out today.
0: I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard Mm -hmm. it's ruthless. is he talked about Forspoken.
2: Well, can I just spoil it for you guys?
0: Yeah, go for it.
2: He plays literally one second of Forspoken footage and says, well, this game sucks and then reviews Spider-Man 2 for the PS2. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. I might have been I don't know what Spider Man game it was, but it was PlayStation Two era Spider Man. Right. Uh, Spider-Man. I'm not hosting, so I can't say that you
0: should go, Paul. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. I'll my turn. At the end of the day. Or maybe later today. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, probably. Okay, my one thing is uh, I want to revisit a prediction of mine that I weirdly almost got right and but not really
2: when When did you make this prediction?
0: Um, it was a prediction I made multiple times. I think it was an a twenty twenty two annual prediction and a game awards prediction, okay where I said that Supergiant would announce a new game and it would be a deck builder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had it flipped. A prominent deck builder studio actually is releasing a supergiant game. And I want to explain what I mean by that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys heard of Monster Train, the deck builder. I've heard Um, of it. Yeah a lot of so it's it's probably like the most popular deck builder behind slay the spire and some people claim it's better than slay the spire. Mm, I do um, remember
2: you talking about this actually.
0: Yeah. So the people that made Monster Train their next game had a technical test and now currently has a demo live on Steam and it's called Inkbound and it's the most super giant game I've ever played by another studio that's not super giant. Like it wears its super giant um what should I say? It's super giant love and inspiration very much on its sleeve. Um so basically Inkbound, their new game, is what if the combat of transistor was inside the roguelike shell of Hades um and allowed co-op which sounds like a mess of things that if you haven't played those games makes no sense but I'll just say it's very very fun especially in co-op so it it has so basically it's it's almost real-time combat where it's one of those where like you can move around all you want and set things up, but you only have so many like move points and moving a certain distance across the screen takes those move points. But if you move back to your starting position, you get back those move points. And then your abilities also take so many move points. And so basically you set up your turn by moving setting your abilities and like aiming your abilities and then once you're done or you're out of move points you click a check mark in the middle of the screen and kind of ends your turn and then what you chose to do plays out and then the enemy kind of takes their turn and plays out against you so it's like it's turn based ultimately but it it's it's not like just pick from a menu it's like move around the screen and aim and do stuff and and then kind of enter your turn so you kind of queue up your turn and then lock it in Mm. Um, but it's in this like roguelike setting of you're trying to get through several rounds of you know it's the classic roguelike where there's area boss area boss area boss final boss Um, but you can play it alone or with friends and so the combat and your like abilities play into their like deck builder backgrounds because you're upgrading like your abilities are basically your deck and you're upgrading them throughout the run and kind of deciding on a build that feels very similar to a deck and a deck builder where you're saying like okay my character I'm noticing that the this character has lots of poison abilities. So I'm going to start picking poison abilities and try to just max out poison throughout this run. And then by the end of the run, you're dropping you know a hundred counts of poison onto enemies. It's just dealing a ton of damage and finding ways to like double poison or increase poison. Anyway. Um but then like in between combat there's like fishing spots at certain points that I swear is the exact sound effect and particle effect of the fishing spots in Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the same top-down perspective of Hades, and there's like the over, like the world you return to between runs has all these characters you interact with that it, it just looks and feels very, very super giant. So I should have reversed my prediction that but instead of Supergiant making a deck builder, a deck builder studio would make a Supergiant game, mm-hmm. which also means that I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm excited for the full release, which is supposedly later this year. That's cool. Yeah, so check that out um, if you're interested in all of those things I just referenced. Um, Inkbound on, on Steam. Well, here's the uh, big thing. It's co-op. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
2: if it's great, we should all play.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, up to three players in the co-op, so it's perfect for oh, for chance time. Will it oh, be the sorry, second Steve.
2: chance time stream after Potato Man Seeks the Truth?
0: We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I also was very excited. Uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, Emma Mason, is um, my fellow super giant super fan that I talked to about all the super giant games. So after I played this the next morning, I went to text her and tell her like, you got to check this out. And then while I was texting her, I checked my computer or like right after I texted her, I looked back at my computer and saw that she had already played like two hours of the demo (laughs) and she also really enjoyed it. So if you're a super giant fan, that's two super giant fans that are satisfied by this pretty clear imitation of the super giant formula.
2: <laughs> I'm in. Yeah,
0: it's very fun. And it looks like the full release will have a lot of content. Like it looks like they're, because they're, there's only three playable like classes in the demo, but you can see in the UI. That they're planning on like 10 classes which just means like the number of abilities and the number of combos during co-op just increases by you know a ton it's will be very fun I think to play with all the different combos and um and I will say that the the co-op is done very well I played with um a friend and we were both very impressed at how much like our characters actually did support and help and like multiply each other. So I'm really excited to see all the different combos that are created in the co-op. I think they're doing that very well. So yeah, something to watch coming out later this year. Hopefully it really does come out later this year. Well,
2: as I added it to my wish list, I see that Curtis has also added it to his wish list.
0: <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was, a, that was one thing. Um, we're only at the end into the episode? <laughs> uh, yeah. Something like that.
2: My like my that. pitch was an hour and a half, but then we switched to hour-long episodes so that we stop at hour and a half.
0: Right, yeah, so we, we can still hit our, our secondary goal here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're at 48 minutes right now. Okay. Well, let's get into the topic then. Uh, topic of the show today which you might have guessed because it seems to be the most timely topic right now is rhythm games. And don't believe we've talked about some rhythm games several times on this podcast, but we've never had a dedicated episode to rhythm games. Um, so let's start with the most obvious question whenever we do a genre episode uh, what are your favorite rhythm games? Uh, anyone immediately have an answer or should I call someone out to, to answer
2: rhythm first? heaven
0: rhythm heaven? Why is that your favorite rhythm game, Ryan?
2: Oh, is it my favorite? Maybe <laughs> I I don't have a lot of experience with it because I only bought the one on 3ds that was a digital only download Mm-hmm. and I played a good chunk of it but it's long mini games that really test the rhythm portions of it and they're all kind of goofy funny weird memorable mini games and there's enough where it doesn't get stale and they mix and match them and they're uh I think it was rhythm heaven. Mega Mix might have been what it was called. I don't even remember the name for one that I'm throwing out as one of the best. But it was a mix of all the, like a bunch of games from the entirety of the Rhythm Heaven series. But there was so much variety that I enjoyed that most of all was the variety and the memory the memorability what's the word i'm looking for
0: sure i think that works <laughs>
2: um of the mini game collection and so that doesn't really explain what a rhythm game is but
0: well, that wasn't the question it's that's true why do you like it <laughs> that's it that's why okay curtis what are some of your most memorable and Favorite rhythm games Um,
1: I mean Probably not super surprising I guess or An easy answer but
0: Probably Guitar Hero and Rock Band Yes Really defining moments in the history Of rhythm games and music games Guitar Hero and Rock Band
2: Can I let you know which game I had when people were playing that
1: The DJ Hero Mm,
2: Starts with the same Letter change that j though to a different letter of the alphabet (laughs) and it gives you a hint as to what i was playing
0: oh i have no idea
2: little game called donkey Konga. oh there you go i have the bongo still to this day
1: do you really yeah the bongo controller
2: i do uh old roommate bought me Donkey Kong Jungle Pete at some point as well and I still haven't played it but I tried it out and it was an interesting rhythm game for sure that used the Bongo controller <laughs> yeah. to platform did,
0: it, did any other game use that controller Donkey Konga 2 okay
2: which I think might have been a Japan-only release, as well as Donkey Konga 3.
0: Oh, wow, I had no idea that there even were. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I only know this because I had the Donkey Konga controller, and I needed to use that to its full extent, uh, which yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I only ever owned a Donkey Konga <laughs>
0: Was it the kind of controller that you could like attempt to play other games with? I can't remember. Like, did it have? Someone's probably beating Dark Souls with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure.
1: I will
2: say though, I was pretty good at it, um, and I did really enjoy it. Uh, for those who don't know, there are two soft bongo pads that you just hit. One's the left, one's the right. You can hit both of them at the same time as another input, and there's A microphone so you clap and that's the other input Uh, and I forget what it was called it might have been called the Nintendo World Tour but as a a subscriber to Nintendo Power I knew that there was the existence of this van that drove around and had TVs in it uh, to allow you to try different games and I didn't know it was going to be there, but we went to Six Flags Magic Mountain and the Nintendo van was there and I was so excited and the game they were showing off was Donkey Konga and I was so (laughs) excited to show off my skills outside of Six Flags Magic Mountain and I don't think anyone was there to see me, but I did play some game or some level on it. (laughs) What a game.
0: Someone had to have been impressed. I was impressed with myself. (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) I guess this is not something I was planning on talking about, but as we've talked about Guitar Hero, Rock Band, Donkey Konga, rhythm games have an interesting history of like specific peripherals and controllers. Yeah. Like, is there another genre that has spawned so many controllers (laughs) as the rhythm game maybe like shooters Uh, like duck hunt i don't know yeah
1: those kind of died out quick though, so granted so did the rhythm game peripherals
0: yeah but like we haven't even mentioned dance dance revolution which was also a oh yeah a special peripheral that many people bought was that that was after Guitar Hero, right? I don't remember my rhythm I, game history. I want to say it's before.
2: Yeah, I think All it right. is before.
0: Yeah, but there's, you know, uh, interesting history of I'm gonna, I I want to play this game, but I'm going to buy this specific piece of hardware just for this game. Oh, wow. That the sp- original
1: Dance Dance Revolution was 1998, but that might be the arcade.
0: yeah. Yeah, when was like the a console release with with the pad that you could buy? I don't even know how you'd like Google that. <laughs> we're we're
2: all peripherals based off of arcade stuff for a while though, because you had DDR mm-hmm. and you had gun games, and those were the main. Riffles, Those are the main I ones. Feel. yeah but yeah. guitar hero i guess made up its own right dj hero donkey kong
0: rock, rock band doubled down yeah
2: and i i feel like there was a rock band arcade version but that might have been after yeah
0: but
1: yeah can like guitar sorry did you say guitar hero arcade version
2: uh, I feel rock like I've band. seen that. And Rock Band. It's yeah.
1: A, yeah, I'm trying to think. I've seen a Guitar Hero 3 arcade cabinet, so I don't know if that was after the consoles or what.
0: Yeah, I think it was after Guitar Hero anyway.
2: but Yeah, as far as peripherals go, I feel like you're right, rhythm games have the other genres beat. Right.
0: And like, I just want to take a second and appreciate like anyone who had the full rock band set up like that was such an investment for one game. Yeah, I don't remember like what the prices were on those things, but just like you had to buy all of it, you had to dedicate all that space. But so many people did it like at at the peak of the Guitar Hero rock band craze, it, it really was like everywhere. It yeah. was the thing to do with your friends around a TV. It was kind of, you know, one of those special moments where a call kind of came together for one specific, or in this case, I guess, two specific games. It's very
2: important for me to mention in college, Curtis lived two doors down from me.
1: Yeah. For a bit. you probably heard me playing guitar or rock band all the time. <laughs> I was
2: there. I was playing with you. Do you remember yeah. that?
1: <laughs> we. Were- We used to have the, especially my first semester, one of my roommates had a projector. So we would, rock band was just out. I found someone on Craigslist or something selling the Beatles version for 80 bucks. So I got like the drum set and the guitar and the Beatles rock band, I think. I can't remember, but it was like $80, which is a really good deal because those drums were way nicer, as was the guitar. (laughs) And then I found another guitar and a mic. I think I eventually got a mic stand, too, so you could play the guitar and sing at the same time. Oh, nice. And it got to the point where we would just leave the door open and people would come in and play with us, essentially. (laughs) Including Ryan. It was incredible.
2: Were you there, Curtis, or was it just me and James, when the guy came upstairs and yelled at us for being too loud and told us to grow up? (laughs) I don't
1: think, <laughs> I don't think, I think it was just James. I don't think I was there. I okay. think I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because yeah. I, we must've been playing later at night and some guy was trying to sleep below us. He was and just he, jealous. Yeah. So he and, couldn't party like this. Yeah. He definitely commented on how immature we were because we were playing video games. Gotta love
1: it. Yep. Do you remember that, uh, the uh, what's the song- the intruder song the the climbing in your windows, snatching your people up I remember I that do remember that, yeah, that was on rock band. I remember getting that <laughs> on rock band and our uh what was her name the landlady ah. she was right in the middle of her apartment was right in the middle of everyone's
2: Wes wes will know because he he worked for her for a little bit,
1: yeah. But I can't and remember. She was really cool. She was super nice. But yeah, I remember one semester I was right next door to her, and we were playing that song like super loud. It was like midnight, <laughs> <laughs> and she she gets home and walks by, and then she comes back. I was like, oh no, she's gonna tell us to turn it down or something or stop playing because it's too loud. And then she just looks in and is like, this song's on Rock Band. That's <laughs> weird. And then just leaves. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I have very good memories of playing rock band so much on my in my college days.
0: Yeah, I'm trying time. to remember like what what were rhythm games before rock band, Guitar Hero, DDR? I try like uh-huh. cause those really defined the genre for me. I'm just trying to think, was there anything before those? I'm sure there was. My
2: first experience with rhythm games were browser video games. Okay. Like early, like, I remember there was specifically one that was either on Newgrounds or Albino Black Sheep. And it was, it, it was like two classical music and you were just tapping a button on the keyboard and rhythm with the music. Okay. Uh, but that might have been around the same time people were playing DER. And so, but I, like, that's the first time I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Pressing the button to, to the beat. To the beat, yeah. Whereas I had a group of friends who were so into DDR that it was so intimidating for me. Where they would... I would oh, yeah, go to their DDR parties and they were so insanely good and it, it was impressive, but I, I just was not at that level. So I wasn't really playing. I was just hanging out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember like being very embarrassed, like trying dance dance revolution at someone's house for the first time and just being so bad and like it was just like embarrassing and i was like this is so weird like this is not this is not a thing i expected to be so embarrassed about (laughs) but that's how big it was like not being good at it was like a real problem and so i remember like very specifically being like i i have to get better at this like i can't accept this shame so i played ddr at people's houses like as often as i could for a while until i felt like i was like decent at it i was never great but i overcame the the initial embarrassment at least and that was a very big deal for me that's Uh, awesome yeah Uh, so that's that's a memory i'll have forever uh i just looked it up i so am i
2: but i'm curious if we have the same answer
1: Is it, Wait, what are we looking up?
0: <laughs> uh, what the first rhythm game. Oh, yeah. I didn't find that. Sorry, it's not, I I missed what you guys are saying. Same answer for what?
2: Oh, if we have the same answer for what the first rhythm game is.
0: Oh, okay. I, yeah, okay. So I looked it up. And Wikipedia says that 1996's Parappa the Rapper has been credited as the first true rhythm game. I am also looking at
2: Wikipedia, the true source for all information. And what's interesting to me is they claim that Simon is a rhythm game.
1: Oh. You don't have to be on rhythm to do that, though, right? You just have to follow.
2: They say another early rhythm-based electronic game was Simon. Uh, But they, they have a few earlier examples, but they do say... Parappa the rapper yeah. is like the first
0: true that like defined the genre yeah. yeah there was like some experiments and then parappa was like okay this is the way we're gonna do it
2: later uh, than i i would think honestly when before we yeah. started talking about this
0: well and ddr was only two years later yeah which i would have thought those had a wider gap but i think like comer- like consumer ddr at at home was a lot later than 1998.
1: I think it was a little later. Yeah, I don't know. I did find somewhere said that a version release was, was excuse me was released for PlayStation, the original PlayStation.
0: So that yeah. would have been late 90s. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I guess we had Parappa DDR, then Guitar Hero, Rock Band, kind of changed everything, and then it kind of feels to me like rhythm games kind of dropped out of the mainstream for a while. Do You guys agree after kind of the, the peaks of rock band and guitar hero.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like guitar hero kind <clears> of <throat> maybe a rock band too, to an extent, but especially guitar hero. And then they did band hero. And then there's DJ hero. Like there are too many heroes and right. they came out so fast after one after each other. I feel like people just kind of drowned in too many of them, you know?
0: I feel like that's kind of what tanked that whole idea of music games. I guess the next big one, at least in my life, (laughs) and I think it it was like the next big mainstream success in terms of rhythm games, was probably Just Dance. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, can't that, forget
0: Just Dance.
2: That definitely is it. Yeah,
0: and what's interesting about it, like all these games that we're mentioning here are they have an appeal to like non-gamers. Like the biggest rhythm games are 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 not locked into just being for gamers. Um, yeah,
1: you can put Beat Saber but, in that category too.
0: Yeah. You know, guess, just, yeah, beats,
1: you hand someone Beat Saber and put a VR headset on them, they can get the idea of it pretty quick.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah, there's an appeal there that's like, even if you just care about music, this is still interesting. Even if you would never touch a controller otherwise, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there? Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the the mainstream arc of the history of rhythm games uh, and i guess what other rhythm games that aren't those like top mainstream ones uh have you played and are memorable to you i we already asked like what your favorite one is but what are some ones, some other rhythm games that aren't these mainstream ones that you think helped move the genre forward or just were particularly memorable to you
1: mm. Um, one that I played a bit of that I really enjoyed, but it was really hard, was Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, I was I was hoping someone
0: would bring that up. Yeah, that That's was a really interesting one.
1: And their Cadence of Hyrule, which is kind of a sequel, but not kind of a thing. But with tend with Legend of Zelda stuff. Um, but that was a lot of fun. There's been a few interesting games like Crypt of the Necrodancer, and now, uh um, Hi-Fi Rush too of <clears throat> fusing a rhythm game into a different genre. Yeah. Like of the Necrodancer is like a roguelike, basically. And Hi-Fi Rush is obviously an action game. So there's been a few games like that that kind of bring
0: in, yeah, like two yeah. genres and, and mix we them saw, and make new things. We saw multiple. Well, I can't remember if how. I think there were at least two games last year that were like heavy metal shooter rhythm. Oh yeah. Metal Helsinger, is that what it was yeah. called, right? Yeah. And I feel like there was another one. But yeah, Metal Helsinger, I think, is the Not bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the rhythm mashup seems to be kind of what we're trying now as the extension of the rhythm game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I just looked at... I just Googled rhythm games, and I got a whole list here. I don't really recognize a lot of them, though.
2: Uh, one I want to talk about is one I talked about on an earlier episode, Groove Coaster, which essentially was an app rhythm game that I had never heard of, but I saw at an arcade
0: Oh, I do remember you talking about that.
2: Yeah, and it, it's basically just like a single button. Right. In the, the arcade. Maybe maybe it's two, but it's like the simplest of rhythm games, but the like visuals are also simple, but are also like really intense. And it, it's just an interesting example to me um of something so simple but like the more i looked into it i i remember finding out like how popular it was
0: right i remember like we looked up the dlc and there was like hundreds of dollars of dlc yeah just like hundreds of tracks available yeah um
2: one i would also like to shout out that i want to buy at some point and i want to get the controller peripheral for the switch uh Taiko Drum Master oh, yeah which is kind of the evolution of Donkey Konga. <laughs> like yeah, you have one drum and two drumsticks that you can tap on and I know that's really popular amongst a lot of people and then yeah another the the last example uh pretty different but kind of restored my faith in like Rhythm genre mashups is Rayman. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Rayman Legends. Fun, yeah. Yeah. And school levels in it.
2: The first Rayman uh, remake, whatever that one was called. Origins. Origins? Yeah. Yeah. Those ones have like platforming levels that are based on the song you're listening to, and all the jumps are timed. To that, bit trip runner is a similar idea, but I think the Rayman one gets it right. Uh, but yeah, great example of like platforming mixed with rhythm game.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot, like, I think there's untapped potential really to blend platforming and rhythm. Like, I think it could even make more difficult platforming easier if you knew like stuff yeah. moved in rhythm. And so you could I, feel that groove. I, yeah there's probably games that do it, but that that's just something that stands out to me that could be used more.
1: Hi-Fi rush does have some platforming in it. Um, <clears throat> it's not like the focus, obviously the combat's right. or the focus, but there's still a lot more platforming in it than I expected. Um, And they do do that where they have things will jut out of the wall on beat, you know. And then they'll slam back into the wall. So you know when the beat, you know how many beats you have to get on the platform and then jump across and that kind of stuff. Or there's a lava level where there's pillars of lava that shoot out on the beat with the music, obviously. Stuff like that. So they do play with it a little bit, but yeah, there's not as much. I don't know. It's not as satisfying as the combat, doing combos and rhythm and everything. Right. But so I agree that there's
0: probably some potential there. Yeah. Um. And a rhythm game. I want to call out that I don't even know if it counts as a rhythm game, but it is a hundred percent a music game, and I think like one of the coolest music games ever made that I think I have mentioned on the podcast is Fuser. Do you guys remember Fuser? Yeah, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember, I remember you talking think about, that. about that. Yeah. 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 With the cards. I love. Well, yeah, so it was originally the one with the cards. And what was that called? Fuser was like the adaptation oh, of yes. the one with the cards. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what was the one with the It was something Drop was the card game yeah it started as a card game where you like got cards that represented songs and then you had this little like uh board that you could put them on and depending where you put the card on the board it would take a different part of the song so it was either like the melody or the rhythm or the like the bass line And so you would mix songs together by taking the different parts of the songs. And so Fuser was like the digital version of that. And I'm trying to remember if it even like had, I think it it definitely had rhythm mechanics where in like the campaign, you would get a bonus if you could drop new stuff like write in rhythm with like the end of... A certain amount of beats or like the drop in the song if you would change something about the song at the right moment so there's rhythm elements to it but it was more focused on music like creation and remixing um which i'd never seen anything any game do anything even close to that it was just a totally new idea um and i think that game kind of came and went for a lot of people but Very very cool idea um, that I wish got more attention, (laughs) but we'll see if they ever like. I don't know if they'll ever do like a Fuser two or if anyone else will try that idea and it will click with people. I don't know, but it it made it made me legitimately feel like I knew something about music that I didn't really know. Like it made me feel like I was way smarter about music and could create remixes, and you know really in the end it it maybe should have been sold as a tool instead of a game (laughs) like maybe it should have been sold as like a way to dj parties (laughs) yeah um yeah but it was it was super cool um i have not checked in on that game lately um i don't know if they're like
1: bummer news about it
0: yeah, I don't know if they're still because they were coming out strong with the DLC at first, like tons of new songs added. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they're still going. Um on the, it'll
1: end service on December nineteenth. That was last year.
0: Oh, okay. So it's already done. So it only lasted service has
1: ended. I don't know what you can the, say buy it and play it just yeah. not online.
0: Yeah, probably not online. Well,
1: all sales of the game and its DLC will halt on that date.
0: Holy cow! Really? Apparently, time to yeah. time to Bummer. sell my PS my PS5 with a copy of Fuser on it. For yeah, don't 000. delete it. Um, I can't believe we haven't talked
1: about Trombone Champ yet.
0: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, but... We forget about
1: Trombone Champ. Game of the year twenty twenty three. Um I mean there's not uh, this, really much
2: to is, say. Yeah, we've funny. talked about it a lot already. <laughs> it's pretty,
0: <laughs> and it's funny. I I just looked up Fuser on Steam and you can still download the demo, but you cannot buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah and like what would you like trombone champ is like i know it's like funny but it's it legitimately i think adds something to the genre like i can't think of another game that uses like the slide idea in quite the same way yeah yeah
1: i've heard it mentioned before on other podcasts that like like in guitar hero and rock band stuff, if you hit a wrong note, you just get the little kind of sound, you know, right. It's a generic error sound kind of a thing. Whereas in trombone champ, if you hit the wrong note, you just hit the wrong note on the wrong note place, <laughs> like... <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, which so is like if,
1: kind of a fun idea.
0: If you knew what you were doing, you could even like play with that or like do it on purpose. You yeah, know? <laughs> like...
1: yeah. There's a free play mode minute so i mean if you really wanted to you could figure it out and play trombone
0: (laughs) right which is cool uh that also reminds me i want to call out um the last of us 2 is a rhythm game for a minute (laughs) (laughs) the guitar (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you could you actually play the guitar and they they worked out this you know of course it being the last of us they they took a little idea and made it as complicated as possible. So there's this whole like wheel that you can switch between different versions of the wheel and it gives you different sets of chords and you have to actually like strum on the controller to, you have to like move your thumb on the touch pad in the middle of the controller to like strum the guitar. And I've seen several videos of people like picking a song, learning the chords and then playing it inside the last of us Two. And I think that's you dedication. even see, you even see Ellie like do the chords, like her hand is animated to accurately do every single one of the chords and stuff. It's, it's a like, lot of work
1: for a mini game. Yeah. I feel like, yeah,
0: but yeah, yeah. but that's the last of us. <laughs> that's Naughty Dog. Uh, what do um, you and oh god, I was gonna say, and there is like a guitar that you can get back to easily. So they do invite you to like, whatever you want, go pick up the guitar and play. So they didn't just, it's not like it's in one scene and then it's gone forever. There's like multiple guitars throughout the game and there's one in a spot you can get back to easily. So at least they made it accessible and not just like a, you play this in the beginning and then you never see it again. (laughs) Sorry. What were we going to say,
2: Ryan? Uh, what do you guys think of games like guitar smith that actually are uh, rocksmith. I think is rocksmith. Is. Yeah. 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 That actually like teach you or that's, they try to attempt to teach you, I guess. Yeah. How to actually Not play cool. instruments.
0: Yeah. I actually tried. I got into the beta of the newest rocksmith. And tried it with like an acoustic guitar because it's like on your phone and it uses the microphone and listens and sees if you're playing the right chords. Um, oh, weird. I, it did not instantly like hook me to practice guitar every day. <laughs> um, like it's one of those where it's like, this is a noble idea and you hope it works. But I've, I've never seen it, like, really work for somebody. Yeah.
1: I'd just say that I did kind of legitimately learn how to play drums through Rock Band. There you go. <laughs> Which sounds silly because you think, like, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is nothing like playing a real guitar. <laughs> um, there's a lot more than five buttons on a real guitar. Um, but <laughs> the drums on Guitar Hero Rock Band... I got I got to the point where I could play a few songs on expert and my brother who actually does play real drums um, sat me down on his drum set and said, Okay, this is the red one's your snare and this green is this crash symbol and like you know it's told me basically what parts of the drum set or what colors from rock band and then played Say It Ain't So by Weezer, which is a song I just learned how to play expert on in rock band <clears throat> and had me follow along and I like I managed to get through the song like holding the beat down. So I kept practicing, and then I kept going back to the drum set, and I was like, wow, I kind of do know how to play drums. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, I feel like with some instruments, a drum set is easier to replicate in that sense, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I could see, like, an AR app or something with for, like, a VR headset where you can see the drums in front of you. And then the headset highlights them and then like does like the rock band track coming towards you with songs, something like that to help you learn. that would be really cool. I feel like I've seen someone trying to make that for a piano, actually. you have the headset on, but it has the cameras giving you the yeah. live feed or what you're doing and then I can highlight yeah, the keys highlights. on the piano to help you.
0: That would be cool. So yeah, I think, that's I think really that cool. Your... I feel like yeah. a
1: guitar is a lot more I don't know. Because it's not just hit or, you know, push this key or whatever, or this combination of keys. Like, you have to learn the muscle memory for forming certain chords and everything on a guitar, you know? Like, that's that seems like a little harder to replicate in some kind of software.
2: I mean, I did learn how to wield a lightsaber through Beat Saber.
0: That is true. (laughs) And you are a Jedi Master now. (laughs) I
2: chopped my braid off the other day.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, a one another one that should have been in my favorites that I didn't think of is Cyanara Wild Hearts, which is another yeah, ask
1: you about that one. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, that one. That's on this
1: list. I found
2: is cool in the sense that instead of it being like a typical rhythm game, someone made an album that serves as the template for the rhythm game and then made they probably made it at the same time but it seems like the album was made first and they kind of based the the video game portion off the album
0: yeah super interesting and i think there's a lot of kind of cool ideas happening in rhythm and music games and and Hi-Fi Rush is just the latest example of it's it's a genre that I don't know feels open to experimentation right now whereas some other genres feel like if you don't have these five things what are you even doing you know like roguelikes feel very formulaic right now but rhythm and music games feel pretty open to like yeah do whatever you want experiment there's not like a set formula for it right now which is kind of exciting
2: yeah i wonder if that is because rhythm games haven't explored that as much in the past and now you kind of say like oh well no one's done a rhythm metroidvania maybe we should do that and they right like
0: yeah if someone else were to do a rhythm action game like Hi-Fi Rush, they'd probably feel the need now to borrow a lot of ideas from Hi-Fi Rush, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, but, but speaking of kind of these future rhythm games and experimentation, I do want to call out a couple other ones that I've been watching for a while that are coming out soon, I guess. Um. I don't know if you guys have seen any trailers for God of Rock, but it's a blend of a rhythm and a fighting game, which is very intriguing to me. Oh, um, that's cool. Be interesting to see if that like works out well or not. Um, and then, uh, what's the other one called? There's this role-playing game musical that is coming out. Uh, yeah, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. <laughs> um, And it's basically trying to make, like, musical theater the game. <laughs> mm. Um, And I think there's, like, some big names attached to it, like Troy Baker and, like, Laura Bailey, I think, are involved. Um, And oh, what's his name? Austin Wintery, who did the music for Journey. And uh, he did one of the assassins. Yeah, and one of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, I think he's attached to it, too. Um, but yeah, so that's like a role-playing game that will have like rhythm and music elements because it's, it's, it's trying to be a musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that has... It doesn't look like it has a release date. And it's been in the works for a while, like a few years, so it might not even... Make it, you know. Uh, I don't know when's the last time it was even updated, but these are just cool ideas uh, within rhythm and music um, that I'm hoping to see, hoping to see just more cool experimentation. Like Hi Fi Rush is just the latest example of this genre can do a lot. Um, Let's see what else it can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going
2: to throw out Rhythm Fighting Game. Someone can perfect that.
0: That's what I'm oh, interested that's what, in. That's what, uh, what is it called? I just talked about it. God yeah, of Rock. That's what it's Frank, trying to be. Yeah, it's trying to be a rhythm fighting game. I'm
2: looking it up now. Um, I'm un, unrelated to what you, the topic you just opened up. Sure. I, yeah, I no just problem. want to throw out another uh example thumper which yeah did you yeah. play that i did i've heard yeah. a lot
0: about that but i haven't played it
2: i yeah you can play it anywhere but i it's also made for vr and it's one of those games that is cool on its own but in vr it's just like it's kind of like Tetris effect where Tetris effect is a cool game, but when you play in VR, it's like a whole different experience, even though the only difference is you can look around and see. Right. There's some more depth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. God of rock doesn't look like what I'm looking for in a rhythm fighting game.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, one one attempt at it. I'm sure there's all kinds of different Yeah.
2: I, I kind of want one where it's more like hi-fi rush and you know the combos that can go in sync right. to the music, but you can choose to like defend or be offensive or something. Right. At the beat. But someone could make that even better. That was just a bad yeah. first idea.
0: Um Another one that I don't know if I could find it again, but someone was trying to make like a battle of the bands, um, like auto battler. Yeah. Audio clash battle of the bands. It looks like it's, oh, it's in play testing. I don't know how much, I don't think it's a rhythm game at all, but it was kind of like team fight tactics or auto chess, but you are putting musicians onto the onto the stage to like battle your opponent's musicians. I have no idea how much like music or rhythm actually plays into it, but I thought it was a interesting idea that hopefully is coming together and will actually release at some point.
2: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, cool. we got to get to the point where we get that scene from Scott Pilgrim versus the world where they're exactly. doing the battle of the bands and have the monsters <laughs> fighting each other based yeah. on
0: their music. That's what I want. So I'm going to make that game. Yeah. You can it Scott Pilgrim if you want. Just do it.
1: <laughs> another quick one that I'll throw out is uh, Audio Surf. I don't know if you ever played that one.
0: I did not play that
1: one. That one was cool, though, is if you had like the actual song, like MP3s, on your computer, it would use those. You could select those MP3s through the mm-hmm. game, and they would build a track based off of that song and then you'd play through it. So that, that was, was kind of cool. cool.
2: Yeah, Beat Hazard yeah. was another one like that.
1: Yeah, yeah I remember and, playing uh, a game like that on, oh man, what was it called? On my iPod Nano in high school.
0: Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it called? It was by the Harmonix. It was the same people with the rock band. I don't remember what it was called. It was the same thing where you could pick the songs off your iPod and then it would make tracks for you and you. It just had three buttons, and you would press the buttons in time with the music.
0: What was it called? I don't know. I'll never know. That adds the the iPod to the music game peripherals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Phase,
1: that's what it was. Phase. Came out in 2007. Wow.
0: Oh, I was going to mention in the in the itch.io Ukraine bundle, there was a, a game called Sound Dodger where you just have like a cursor and. It's kind of like those visualizers, those song visualizers that are. um, Oh, yeah. Like in Windows Media Player used to do it and stuff. Um, but it was kind of like that, but you had a cursor on the screen and you had to dodge all the visualizations and you could, you could upload your own songs and it would just kind of make up a visualization. And then you had to dodge all the things shooting around the screen and not get hit by them.
1: It was very fun. fun.
0: It's a cool idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, I've talked about it a lot, but I got to talk about melatonin again.
0: Oh yeah. Good point.
2: Where that's, that's one of the more recent ones to have come out and it's basically a rhythm heaven and. It's cool, but. Not. Necessarily what I was looking for mostly in terms of. How, uh, how there wasn't a lot of content in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of music wasn't. Necessarily my style. Maybe I would have gotten more into it if it was a longer game. But that being said, I mean there should be more genres of rhythm games. Like I I feel like there's there is, but there also isn't. Like there's so much potential for doing like a punk rhythm game versus a hip hop rhythm game versus Oh yeah. Uh, yeah like an indie rhythm game or something. And like I feel like there's there are those options, but at the same time, like melatonin is cool in the sense that if you like chill
0: beats, yeah, low five beats,
2: yeah, low five beats, you have a whole game dedicated to that genre. Um, and so even if it's not like a mini game collection, like melatonin, like there should be more games that are focused on one genre.
0: Right. And like trying to thematically play off the genre of music. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be cool. Yeah.
1: I'd say Hi-Fi Rush kind of fits that category.
0: I I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. It's the whole story of trying to overthrow a company feels very, like rockish me, I guess. Punk rock. Yeah. Well fighting <laughs> against the man kind of a thing, you know, that vibe.
2: Yeah, and the music they choose reflects that too. Yeah. Where it's like black keys and the rest.
1: Yeah. No, oh, it's great music. Um <clears throat> and you literally fight with it. Well not literally, it's a junk guitar, but sometimes randomly turns into a real guitar for some reason. <laughs> so that's fun.
0: Very fun. Okay, well, I feel like we've explored this topic pretty well. Uh, Any final thoughts on the current or future state of rhythm games? Any other requests
1: of other games we want? Another game that should be mentioned—I should say Beat Saber, though. Like, I know we mentioned it, but that's still a really big rhythm game, I think. And there's also a lot of other other rhythm games. Was it Pistol Whip, I think, is another one? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of potential for cool rhythm games in VR. Um, And Beat Saber is a good example of that. But one game
0: that we missed is Beat Star. I specifically... I specifically thought I will not mention Beatstar (laughs) until the end of the episode. Does
1: that mean this is the end? I saw it on the list. I was like, oh, we got to make sure we talk about Beatstar.
0: Yeah, we've talked about Beatstar so much that I didn't want to make this whole episode about Beatstar. But yes, that is also a great example of a rhythm (laughs) game.
1: Yeah, I guess there's, like, potential in the mobile space, too. Remember that piano keys game, piano tile yeah, that game? That
0: was big for a while, yeah.
1: yeah. So you could definitely um, do stuff
0: with on phones. Yeah. One That's I've heard a lot about but I've not tried that has a mobile port is Muse Dash. Have you guys tried that at all? No. Apparently it's... No, I've heard of that. It, it sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know what it is, though. I've heard the name. Yeah. I haven't
1: even Apparently, heard of that
0: at all. it has quite the fan base and it's kind of just like a it's like a two button it's like you go up or down you have a character running and they can be like at the top of the screen or the bottom of the screen basically and so it's just like trying to go super fast going back and forth up down up down up down to the beat um but yeah i've it on steam muse dash has 96 percent positive reviews
2: um that's good reviews two th- two things i want to say and then i i think i'm done uh one according to wikipedia a popular uh sort of game uh mostly popular in japan that i hadn't really heard of is the virtual idol rhythm game uh yes like
0: Uh, Hatsune Miku or I'm not saying that right yeah that's one
2: Hatsune Miku
0: Project Diva yeah that's a name I've seen a lot but have not actually played either (laughs) I'm trying to figure out exactly what
2: it is but I know it's got like an anime-esque
0: character yeah I think the idea is you're like you You're like managing the pop star or you are the pop star um, but yeah, that's that's a whole genre I just don't know much about, but yeah. yes, has huge following. surprised to find out that that exists and is popular yeah.
2: um, and the other thing that I don't think we've talked too much about is what makes rhythm games fun, and yeah. I think it's as simple as saying it feels good to press a button at the right time. Yeah. And especially to music. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Getting time with the music and everything. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know how else to describe why that's fun,
0: but it just like, is so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's trying to describe like, why is music satisfying? Yeah. It's just kind of like, you just kind of feel it, you know, it's, it's good to like, kind of be in sync with something. um, And, the game just enhances that experience of kind of that, the immediate reward of, yes, you are in sync, you know, you are doing it right. <laughs> Especially
1: with like the instrument ones too, because not only are you in sync with it, but like playing Guitar Hero, it did, I mean, obviously that's not how a real guitar works, but when you got good at it and everything, it does, it did feel like you're rocking out, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was easy to be playing. And then like, the remember the you use your star power and you gotta like tilt the controller up so you're holding it up right like, oh, yeah. Star, I remember. like yeah, yeah it did stuff like awesome. that to really make you like get into it rock band did the same thing with a lot of stuff too like that
0: like yeah
2: yeah and ingenious cool. honestly
0: yeah yeah but yeah sometimes what i'm talking or thinking about games uh, I have this idea that's not fully formed but for now I call it like the primal fun where it's like what's just like the base human instinct fun part of this (laughs) and with with rhythm games it's really easy you know to just you just get in that groove and you feel it and it it feels cool to be in sync you know there's a lot of "Quote unquote primal fun to rhythm games of just it just feels fun, you know. <laughs> it's like Curtis was saying at the beginning of the episode, sometimes it's just fun to play a game that is is pure fun and not trying to do anything more than that. And I feel like a, rather, a lot of rhythm games, it's easy to to stick to the pure fun um, because the music helps add to that so much.
1: Yeah." Yeah, there's just something about music, you know. It's like been part of human history since history started. Really, like, <laughs> right? You know, it's just a part of every culture ever. And then, like, it's a new, and innovative way to engage with music. So, yeah, you know, it's just something that can speak to everyone, you know. As uh, as the Red Hot Chili Peppers once said, "Music is the great communicator. Use two sticks to make it in the nature." beautiful sorry I had to include that I don't know how but
2: Um, I also want to throw out a graph I just made up in my head the more you have to move around in a rhythm game and the better you are at that rhythm game the cooler you feel but also the stupider you look
1: yes (laughs) sounds right
0: that
1: is very true. Definitely correlation there.
2: Yeah. Sorry, we should have just ended on the rhythm or on the,
1: no, Red the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers No, Red I'm just
0: thinking about it now, but it's totally true. And I think that's part of what makes Rhythm Games so memorable is because it often is like you have to get up and move around and do something weird in front of your friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: so you do that with the group and now it's a whole group thing that everyone's going to yeah. remember.
0: But like
2: you've, like, especially in something like beat saber where you take away the ability for you to see people around you.
0: Yeah, but they could just sit there and watch you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you
2: feel so cool what you're doing in the game and then you watch a video of yourself and you look so ridiculous. Yeah, Charlotte often describes the way I play beat saber as a wizard who has to pee. <laughs> I won't even try to describe what I look like, but <laughs> yep. that's, that's the way she describes it.
0: <laughs> that, that's the whole picture right there. I don't think anything else is needed. <laughs> I, I don't know what else we can say now. There we go. Yeah. Rhythm Games, everybody. <laughs>
1: There's a great one to end on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I will say, let us know in the Discord or email us at chancetimepodcast.gmail.com what rhythm games should we have mentioned that we didn't? What are your favorite rhythm games? What do you think the future of rhythm games is? Any of these things, please let us know. Also, uh,
2: if you're listening and you heard us talking about our goals of how long this should be, you already know we didn't hit it when we mentioned that, but
0: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think we're done. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Thanks for coming to see James. Yeah, have a happy
1: chance time day. Have a happy chance time day. That's what we say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Happy chance time day.